Okay. So I've got a little rant I'd like to start off with. A little experience I had the other day. I think it'll go with our topic. All right. So I got to set the stage here a little bit. I just finished listening to an audio book called the renegade a renegade history of the united states and this book basically lays out the case that if not for a a bunch of people throughout history that didn't follow the rules we probably wouldn't have a lot of the freedoms that we have because we needed people like mob bosses and moonshine runners to you know break the law during prohibition so we could you know have alcohol for example today so i listen to this book and it's, it's like 12 hours and uh so f- i'm finishing the book and i pick up my trailer at my customer on tuesday it's five o'clock and i'm hungry i need some dinner and i can't eat past six o'clock and the only thing in front of me is a mcdonald's and i'd, I'd rather drink you know bath water than eat mcdonald's but then i remembered there's a subway and I look and it's like 40 miles. I'm like, okay, it's perfect. So I'm going to stop this subway. I'm going to get me some, some dinner. So I literally on the way over there, I finished this book. So I've got all this renegade stuff in me. You know, I've been thinking about all the lawbreakers, you know? So I walk in this subway and the woman is taking fresh bread out of the oven. And it's my favorite kind. And I think, I think, wow, you know, I'm going to get, I'm going to get fresh bread. Cha-ching. And so I walk up and now mind you, she has her hands on a tray of hot bread and she looks over her shoulder. And she goes, we don't have any bread. Uh, okay. And I said, well, it seems like you got five or six trays right there. Oh, well, I'm not allowed to sell this. And I said, do tell, please enlighten me why you can't sell that delicious smelling fresh bread. Well, it's, um, if the health, I can't sell hot bread. If the, if the health inspector comes in, uh, I'll get in trouble and lose my job. And so I said, well, maybe the health inspector's a fascist Nazi and you might not have to pay any attention to what he says. (laughs) And the look of horror on this woman's face, like how, how, how dare you? Want me to violate the rules and call our leaders fascist Nazis? Right. Yeah. How? I mean, how I, dare you? Question authority. And 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 I said, well, okay. Well, what can I have? Well, we've got some bread in the back. I'll see if it's cold. You know, if it's cooled off, and I can sell it to you. So she comes out with a plain old piece of white bread, and I'm like, whatever. I'm hungry. I mean, I'm just. I've got to have something to eat right now. So she makes my sandwich. And she says, do you want it toasted? I'm thinking, do you Jesus. want it toasted? Wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. Uh, 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 as, in, as in heated up, right? As in hot, yeah. And uh, so I made her toast it twice just so it'd be really hot, you know. And I'm thinking, uh, look, I, I get that there are rules meant to protect people from stuff okay but you know and and who knows i I could have been a a a secret agent you know coming in to try to get her to violate the rules and sell hot bread 
but she, she i mean it's just it's just ludicrous and i and it made me think of the other day or a few years ago uh it's probably 2013 and uh, I, I took a bunch of loads into canada and i would run straight north out of like spokane or some u.s highway that would go up through there and not much you know kind of a rural area and there's this one intersection where there's this uh it's like a big convenience store truck stop kind of deal. And inside is a Hunt Brothers pizza. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't buying a pizza, but I was in the store and I noticed this sign. And it said, uh, if you want to use your, uh, what do they call that? Welfare food card. Oh, uh, snap card EB- or something. Snap card, EBT, whatever something, it is. Yeah, I know something, yeah. If you want to use your card... We can't sell you a hot pizza, but if you'll use your EBT card to buy the cold pizza and then hand it back to us, we'll heat it up for you. We'll run it through the oven. In other words, you got to buy a grocery. You can't buy fast food. Right. Right. You can't buy food that's been prepared food prepared. Yeah. So all this made me think of, because we've been on this, this idea of this topic about just, ignorance being a, really a preference in, in, in 2020 with an unprecedented level of access to information. Yeah. If you're clueless, it's cause you want to be, you know, you just, you know, you, you just, you have no desire to, to find the truth or, or even look for it or context to give you, you know, some truth, but it just, uh, so this is something that we've been kind of wanting to rant on. So I, does that set you up for where you want to go? You... <laughs> oh man, <laughs> that's a great big target. <laughs> Jeez. Well, you know, um, well, you're right. Okay. I saw a meme somewhere on Facebook. It talked about how it used to be. We blamed everybody's stupidity on lack of knowledge, like lack, lack of access to knowledge. Yeah. Guess what? It wasn't that. <laughs> No, <laughs> it didn't turn out to be that. Okay, no, we were wrong. Not, yeah. We were wrong, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, let let's let's just let's focus it in on what we do. Okay, right. now we talked to a, a young man today. I, I'm sure he's a great guy. But we're I'm gonna use him. I'm gonna use him as an example. And, and if you're listening, I'm not picking on you, but you're just the freshest thing in my mind. <laughs> but the guy bought a truck. Now, he goes to Lone Mountain, and, and he buys a truck, okay? Now, I don't know the process that he went through when he bought a truck. I suspect he looked around and found one he thought he liked, and the price was what he could afford, and he bought the truck. Now, turns out it's a 2014 pack, uh, Packard International. International with a Max Force, Max Force motor. One step above a a boat anchor. (laughs) Now, he probably doesn't know, but here again. Probably not. How do you you go make that? How do you make that decision and not tap in to the resources that are available for free online? And and find, you know, I, I probably don't have any idea what the rearing gears are. Probably doesn't have any idea, you know, what, I mean, what I'm saying is that we make these decisions 
without without informing ourselves of of all the information that's available to us. And then down the road, when we have a problem, then we want to get into, well, maybe I may, maybe I should have had more information when I made that decision. And, and, and we see it over and over and over and over again in this industry. You know, um, people will go buy a truck. On Friday, they were a company driver, had been a company driver for 28 years or whatever. That's probably an exaggeration. Let's say five years. Okay. Yeah. And then they decide they're going to come to Landstar. Well, guess what? You got to own a truck. So they go either lease or buy a truck and bring it to Landstar. It's their first time ever owning a truck. First time ever being in business. Certainly first time ever having to choose loads off of a low board and dispatch themselves. Okay. <clears throat> and then they get here and they, can, they can't figure out why it doesn't work for them. You know, I, I just, I don't, I can't understand for the life of me, the thought process that you must go through to do that. And, and then here's what happens whenever they get here and they can't, they realize that they're way in over their head. Now it's no longer their decision that was wrong. The, we, we should be guaranteed $3 a mile. You know, mm-hmm. we, uh, agents should be able to put loads on the board that are not, that are, you know, in other words, let's transfer all of this responsibility now to other people because I made a snap decision without doing my homework. And, 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 and now that I own this truck, um, and I'm at Landstar, I should make as much money as everybody else. You know, uh, Landstar shouldn't be able to put, uh, agents shouldn't be able, they should have to put all the loads on the board, you know, not keep some loads off for the regular regular drivers but they better not put a load on there i don't like yeah you know yeah. they better not now, post a load that i think the rate's too low because i'm gonna call them out for that too here, here's what i saw just the other day somebody was raising hell what was it um you probably saw it. they were raising hell about um why don't why don't why don't agents put all the loads on the load board why do they hold some loads off okay and then he got into the uh, the three PLs. Okay, so the same guys that were bitching the day before about putting those copy and paste loads on our load board and not being direct customers today are arguing that why don't you put everything? Why don't why can't we see everything? You know, right. in other words, yesterday you only wanted to see direct freight, and, and you didn't want this stuff on. You didn't want this cheap freight on the load board. Now, today, you want to see everything because there's not something on the low board that suits what you need. So why don't we put it all on the board? There again, it's always the other person's problem, not not something that I did wrong. And we're probably getting a little bit off track right there. But I guess to, to, to get back on track is that, you know, there, there's no excuse for not having um, all the information to make the right decision to, you know, there's, if you, if you want to go buy a truck and you don't do the homework, you know, you, you, you don't, uh, you don't do the rig dig, you don't pull the, uh, an oil sample, you don't do the ECM printout and you have a problem with the truck three or four weeks down the road. Whose fault is that? You know, you, 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 all that, all that's available to you. If you come to Landstar and you find out that, you know, 
you get over here and you go, well, shit, I got to, you know, I've, I've, I've got to find my own loads. I've got, I mean, all these things that were available to you before you made that decision, but you chose not to look into it. Whose fault is that? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it, as a, as, as somebody that's raising young kids in 2020, I, I understand that the the choices are greater than they've ever been before. And I think a lot of people end up in a situation where they're like that squirrel in the middle of the road and they're there there's so many choice left like left right left right and then they, and then they get run over. It it, it is kind of easy to get squashed in an environment with so much information. Now, you know, use the example of the uh, of the Max Force. It's like the Yugo of the of the trucking business. You know, it's just the biggest turd that was ever built. Um and it, that's pretty easy to know these days, you know. If if you Google Max Force, you're probably not going to find much about it. But I, I I'm thinking uh, if I was to guess in this situation with this guy that we just met, um, given that he's not had the truck very long, he didn't pay much for that truck. So it, I'll give him like a C plus in that he didn't buy a $60,000 turd. Yeah, he probably bought a $25,000 turd. So, you know, I, that that's one way to do it. At, at least, you know, he's not calling us, with a $60,000 truck note. Um, you know, of course you, you can, you know, you can buy those, those max forces for next to nothing because they're worthless. Um, but that's what we, we, you know, I was trying to walk through his situation with him because he's kind of in a give up spot, you know, not really sure what to do and, and kind of overwhelmed and, and I said, well, let's let's break the elephant up into small bites, and let's let's take them one thing at a time. But I've always been amazed. It, it's just funny to me that I will see people who are a holding a phone in their hands, connected to the internet, or sitting at a computer, and they will go to Facebook to ask a question. Rather than using like a search engine, one that I come always comes to mind is I see a guy in a trucking group. I don't know if it was a Landstar group, but he's asking, where's that pilot down in Louisiana that's got the Arby's in it? Well, there I think there's a human psychological thing where you feel more comfortable asking a person or group of persons a question. <clears throat> But a good way on Facebook to get the wrong answer is to go to somebody on Facebook, you know, <laughs> where, where, whereas in, in that situation, for example, well, I would probably want to go to like the pilot flying J website, you know, uh, but, but that, that's kind of a silly example, but I see lots of people ask fairly rudimentary elementary kind of questions in a Facebook group. And and I will sit and watch people lie to them, you know, or just sure. make shit up as they're as they're going along. Oh, it's it's sport. 
Look here. Yeah. Do you, I know nothing about a Max Force engine. Do you really? You ever owned one? You know anything about it? I mean, other than I'm what you heard? Doing, I, I had a friend of mine that had one. Okay. When you While you were talking, I Googled Max Force engine, okay? Okay. There are 10 articles on the first page before I go into more results, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, 10 articles, all right? 10 articles. Max Force diesel engine troubles and solutions. Max Force diesel engine um settlement are max force engines that bad there is a twenty thousand dollar <laughs> difference goodbye max force max force engine problems max force engine owners eligible for payouts in class action suit now that's page one right now i did have a guy tell me that that the bones of that engine I guess came from Germany and that it was a really like, I want to say it has like a military application, but to bring it over here and get it to try to work with the emissions is the problem that the, the engine itself apparently is not that bad. Just trying to get it to operate with all this horse shit on it from the emissions stuff is the real problem. It's it's I don't think it's like they're throwing rods through the motor. I think it's just they don't sure. It's the same problem same problem we had with 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 uh EGR and with everything, you know, I mean it, it's the same, no difference. But now this engine the this was made from eleven to fourteen. Okay. Now this guy bought this truck last year, twenty nineteen, right? Yeah, five years. So only had it for four or five months, right? Something like that? I think so, yeah. Think you got so in 2019, there. it's five years old. Okay, mm-hmm. so again, a little bit, it's just a little bit of homework. Now, if it was you and your twenty thousand dollars, and you took five minutes and read this page right here, would you go buy that truck? Right. No. No. But that's what I'm saying. We no. Ignorance is a preference. It's easier to be ignorant, okay? Because it doesn't take any work. Right. It's easy to go buy a truck and come to Landstar and then blame everybody else for the reason you're failing because you didn't realize that you now were a business owner. You know? Um, somebody gets on on Facebook and goes, I'm going to put a driver in my truck. How should I pay him? Uh, I don't, I don't ever do it, but I want to say, just sell it. Just please God, just sell it. Just don't even, you know, and, 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 and their, and their answer they're looking for is what is the easiest way? What's the least amount of work for me? It's never, what's the right way. You know, you're, you're giving this guy a job. You're now his employer. You now have that, what I call a sacred trust because that guy's family depends on you now for their bread. And mm-hmm. you're looking at it only at what's easiest for you, you know? Right. Again, ignorance is a preference, okay? It's not just, it's not just people buying trucks. Here's, here's a person who wants to become a fleet owner and doesn't even understand that you're, you're not putting a driver in your truck. You're, it, let, me, let me use an analogy. We talk about people all the time that become their company drivers and they become owner-operators. So there's an identity change there that has mm-hmm. to go on for them to understand that. Now you're talking about a, a owner-operator, a, a truck owner, 
that now wants to become a fleet and an employer. He's gone from independent owner operator, self-employed contractor to employer. There's an, there again, there's an identity change that has to take place here. Okay. You you know how many things, how many decisions I make every day that, that I have to think about what the ramifications are to my five drivers, not me, you know, right. You know, there's a, there's a, there's a, a, there is a, I don't know the word to use. There's just a change in your mentality that has to take place if you're going to become an employer. And and guess what? It's got nothing to do with how you're, you know, whether you're going to pay him with a com check or, or set a payroll, you know. I mean, there, there are certain things, there are certain requirements that you have to meet to have an employee. Again, I can I can Google it right now and tell you, if I didn't know, I can tell you in 30 seconds what those are. But the, the, the people who prefer to be ignorant would rather go on to ignorant book so that other ignorant people can tell them their opinions because nothing, there's nothing more, more, more comforting than for ignorant people to be around ignorant people. You know, Why, don't go on, don't go on, don't, don't research it. Don't go online where all of the answers exist and find it. Just go on Facebook and ask a bunch of other numb nuts. What do you think? You know, I had a situation where Landstar is for some of the, well, I, I, I know the reason, but you know, they, they, there's a, um, a charge now between com data and the fleets to use com checks. And I guess it's just fine. Just, it's just happening. And so Landstar now is restricting the number of checks that you can blank checks that you can just call up and get as a fleet. I used to call up and get a couple hundred at a time. Well, the last time I tried to get in, they wanted to send me 10. I'm like, guys, all right, 10 in a week, you know, that's not going to work, you know? So I can't get anybody there. Nobody in the, in the, uh, in the department that I normally talk to has the power to give me anything more than 10. You know, I can send you 10. You can call every day. I can send you 10, but I can only send you 10. I'm like, well, that's stupid. Okay. So, I said, I go on Facebook and I, after trying to reach the department head of this department and she evidently didn't get my messages or whatever, but so I posted on Facebook and, uh, and of course the point I'm trying to make is that Landstar's fourth quarter earnings was $900 million. Okay. $900 million. It was down from 1.1 billion to 900 million. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> These checks cost 12 cents a piece. We found out. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now I'm running, I'm running five trucks at Landstar and I'm, I'm making money for Landstar every week to the tune of, oh, I don't know. Um, well, we're doing 25,000, 25, 26,000 times 35%, a third. So we're looking at uh, 6,500 bucks a week, $7,000 a week. I'm making mm-hmm. Landstar's taking <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right. from, from me. Mm-hmm. And so my question was, when what's when did the policy change? Why is there not an, a, a a provision for fleet owners 
or or agents or people who are high volume users of these com checks to be able to get more than ten at a time. So that was my point. Was it, my point was that how can I go around and scrounge up a check? Okay, everybody wanted to tell me, oh, hey, we can go to TA and ask for you know ask for them. You can do, do, do. that. That was not my point. My point is number one. Why is it a problem? Why am I having to go solve this problem? Okay. Why can't Landstar, with a $900 million profit in fourth quarter, afford to send me a couple of hundred checks? Well, I only really need 50 a month. Okay. But why is that an issue? Okay. That's that's the question I had. All right. But no, I don't. No one addresses that. No one sees that that's that's the underlying root cause of what I'm trying to solve here. Everybody wants to tell me how to go find a blank com check. Okay. Like I can't figure that out, you know, again. Well, and if we, if we look around us just, just this week in, we're in March of 2020, for those of you listening in the year 2072, (laughs) we're in March of 2020. Okay. And just this week, Garth Brooks put on a Barry Sanders football jersey. And, and and people on the internet came unglued because it had the name Sanders and the number 20, which was Barry freaking Sanders' football number. And when people would say, guys, it's not it's not Bernie Sanders, it's Barry, Barry Sanders. Sanders. He ought to know better, you know? Yeah. And, and at the same time, we got all this coronavirus nonsense – and you got people that don't want to drink Corona beer. I wouldn't drink Corona beer anyway, but I mean, you know, but <laughs> they're like, and I'm thinking, Jesus, God, these people are allowed to vote. Uh, you got to, yeah, you got to think about the people th- that if you're going to go to, to social media and look, I've, I've gone and searched social media and found some answers to things. You know, there, there, there is a, there's a kind of a way, but you kind of have to think about some of the people that, that don't understand very, 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 very simple concepts, you know, and of course everybody is being this coronavirus thing. Everybody is losing their damn mind and it's, it, it's so blown out of proportion. It's such nonsense, but you know, like sheep being herded off to the slaughter that, you know, I digress. Uh, well, and you and I've talked about this. What, what I'm wondering about is what, what it's like, it's like being at a, uh, who's that magician out in Las Vegas that makes shit disappear. Copperfield. David. It's like being in a David Copperfield performance. Okay. He wants us to look at the coronavirus. Because he doesn't want us to notice the elephant is walking off stage over here that he's trying to hide. Okay. Right. Right. Where's Slide it? Of hand. Exactly. What? What? What are we? What are we not supposed to be looking at right now? Right. What are we being distracted? Where is, where, where is that? I want. I want. Where's the girl that got cut in half? Or you know, I. I right. Where is it? I mean, I, there's something out here that we're being distracted from. I don't know exactly what it is, but. Yeah, we'll find out soon enough. It won't oh, be. Yeah, we will. I, look, I. <clears throat> When I came to Landstar, I knew I didn't know anything. I, but at least, at the very minimum, 
I learned a lot at Anderson. You know, I was there two and a half years. And it was a similar setup, you know, with contract, similar contract, you know, but I had a dispatcher. But I, I kind of understood the difference between a direct customer and a and a third party load, you know, because it, we deadhead a thousand miles to get to a direct customer because they paid so well, you know, and then. I would be sitting somewhere waiting for a load and, and I would get a message. Well, everything they're offering us is 60 cents a mile. So we're not doing it. You know, we'll wait till tomorrow. So I, that began to teach me about supply and demand and capacity and volume. And so I came over to Landstar and it was always learn a little bit more. Here's a new experience. Meet another person. They taught me something and, Building relationships with agents, building relationships with mechanics, because it's like in the practice of doing something, you're working with an agent, you go to their office, you see what they're doing, you know, our, our, our girl, Carrie, she showed me what, what it's like, how you build a freight bill. I'm like, how, Hey, how do you do that? She's like, well, sit down here. I'll show you. And she showed me how to post a load and she showed me how a freight bill works. And, but if all you do is create a bubble in which you're the only person in it, and then you start believing everything you think, God help you. And then you, you're convinced that, as you say, the axis of the earth goes right through the middle of your precious little head and, right. and, and you're the only one that exists. Yeah. And, and if, because like, <clears throat> I'll see, uh, uh, I, I'll see someone in a, in a group, right? It doesn't even have to be just Landstar, but I'll see a, a, a maintenance question or, or something like that, or, or, or where do I find, and I'm thinking you need to build a relationship. Yes. You're all over the place. But you've got some kind of central, even if you live in the truck and you got a P.O. box somewhere, there's got to be one place that you're going to frequent. Well, you need to dig in there and go build a relationship with a shop because, y'all, that is, that's worth its weight in gold. If you just have one shop or a couple you know, through Kevin, you know, we, we learned about, oh, there's a guy here and a guy there in the shop and, and, uh, but I, I have a guy I can text, I can send him a picture, you know, and he'll, and oh yeah, here's what you do with that. And here's what that's for that those relationships with agents. And I guarantee you, if you're, if you're a BCO and you're listening to this, and you work with an agent a few times, they'll answer your questions. I bet you they'd be happy to hear your questions and explain to you how things work. But if you're not willing to ask those questions, and even worse, not willing to hear the answers, you just want to be pissed off all the time, and you want somebody to blame, well, nobody can help you. No, no, there's no cure for that. But, but if, if you don't seek information, you can't learn how to discern because discernment is a big, a big, big deal. 
you know, because when you have so much information, well, you have to be able to, to determine the difference between the good information and the bad information. You know, and I've gotten to where now, you know, I can talk to somebody for 30 seconds and tell if they're full shit or not. You know, it, it's a gift that comes from this industry because you spend so much time in different places with people you'll never meet. You just learn really quick, you know, talking to somebody for 30 seconds, like, Oh no, he's an idiot. Walk away, you know, but there's all of this technology is so wonderful for communication, but you've got to communicate you know, it, you've got to allow for there to be a two-way street, and you got to be willing to be wrong. I've been wrong about a lot of stuff, you know, and it cost me a lot of money. You know, I got tired of paying stupid tax, as Dave Ramsey says, you know. Well, the problem with being the problem with being on social media and being ignorant is that then you defend your ignorance, you know. Yeah that part you just said about admitting that you're wrong, that never happened because once you take a position, then you defend it, you know, and then you get to the point where you're overwhelmed with it. You just delete the post, you know, but you never do ever admit that you were wrong. You never do learn at least publicly learn. I mean, maybe you did internally. I don't know. Um, I don't know. It just, it would, getting back to what we're talking about, there's so much information available now for free, you know, I mean, it, it takes so little effort. Why would you not arm yourself with the, the right answer? The, and all the time you waste getting the committee of they to give you their opinion, you could have found the right answer in a, a, a fraction of that time and have the correct answer. And then, by the way, now you're the authority. You know, now you can go on social media and put the right answer out. Instead of perpetuating all the crap, mm-hmm. you know, that you're getting anyway. I, I just I just don't understand why, you know, and it's not like truck drivers haven't got time. You know, you sit oh, in the seat yeah. for 11 hours a day, you know. I mean, how hard is it to, you know, listen to an audio book for a few hours and learn on a subject matter, whatever that, wherever it is. You know, if, you, if you're going to go out and buy a truck, and becoming on rapper and go to Landstar, I mean, why would you not check out everything you possibly could check out about business, about trucks, about this, about, I mean, there's so many things you could, you could prepare yourself for before you get here mm-hmm. so that you don't end up on Facebook telling everybody how, um, you know, how shitty things are at Landstar. Well, Amen. it's amazing in, in the what with what's available now in a, what you can learn from a conversational aspect. I mean, like the Joe Rogan podcast, where 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 two people will sit down for three or four hours and have a wide ranging conversation, and they talk about their experiences. And with something like Rogan, you'll take two people that don't know each other, and it takes them about a half hour to kind of get in the rhythm and, and build a rapport. Uh, but generally the last couple of hours of a Joe Rogan podcast is the best because both persons are comfortable now and they're comfortable with each other and they're, and they're back and forth. But it's amazing how much stuff that I've learned, uh, from something like a Joe Rogan podcast, just where they're so, 
Um, and Chris Joe's an, an amazing interviewer. You know, he, he, he asks great questions and he gets people, uh, he draws a lot of stuff out of them, but there's so much great content. Um, and I think part, part, some of it is programming too, because I know, uh, I unplugged from political talk radio in about 2008 or 2009 and one thing that I noticed after I got away from from that style of it wasn't even as much about the content; it was more about the style. Well, left or right, you have a person who has all the answers, right, and they're on the right team. Well, anyone that challenges their belief system gets shouted down and can't get a word in edgewise. Right. Well, there's so much of that in the news. You, and then if it's Fox News or CNN, Rush Limbaugh or Rachel Maddow, whoever. Yep. <clears throat> that programming, oh, well, I'm on the right team, and I have the right belief system, so I'm right. You can't tell me you're wrong, and if you try to tell me you're wrong, I'm just going to shout you down. Um, right. y- y'all, right. y- y'all, that don't work. You, you, don't, you don't educate yourself that way. You become indoctrinated. You just reinforce you know? yourself that way. Yeah, you know, it, it, it doesn't hurt to listen to the other side of the argument and leave leave your color jersey off. You know, mm-hmm. I've made this analogy before, you know, the reason I don't like to get into political or religious discussions is because everybody wears a red jersey or a blue jersey mm-hmm. and nobody can put on a gray jersey. And you're never going to get the red jersey people to listen to the blue jersey people or vice versa. They're not going to do it because once they see the jersey you're wearing, everything else blocks out. OK. You know, you, all the other senses go away except for sight. You can't hear anymore, you know. Oh, now, you can still talk, but you just spit, you know, your talking points. But it'd be nice if you could go into a situation like that and not go into it already biased and just go, hey, let me listen to your part. Let me listen to your You know, these presidential debates, they would be great if they would actually talk about what they, you know, they all they want to talk about is what they think you want to hear, you know. Mm-hmm. Tell me what you believe. Just tell me, you know, I, just say it but they won't you know mm-hmm. and uh, that's that's why i can never be a politician i'm too i'm too honest because it's I, I, one thing you find about me you ask me my opinion you're going to get it okay you may or may not agree you probably won't agree with it but I, i'm still going to give you my opinion and uh, you never know where i you know you never have to wonder where i stand but that's why i hate this discussions like that because it it, it it's actually it's just a waste of time because once you identify with a corner you're going to defend that, you know, that's mm-hmm. just how it is. And, and, and now we've got, we've got the, the, the Fox news people. And then we got the CNN people. So now you don't even list each other's news. News is no, mm-hmm. you know, our, I grew up Walter Cronkite was, was America's newsman, the most trusted mm-hmm. man in the world. Walter mm-hmm. Cronkite. Okay. I don't even remember what's what network it was, but the news was the news. It wasn't filtered. It wasn't presented with any type of slant or bias. It was the, you know, it, it was, it was, it was just impartial. Here it is. Okay. Now you've got to, you've got to decide what network you're going to watch. And you know, before you watch it, what color jersey they're wearing. Where's, yeah. you know, and well, I made this point to you the other day to now podcast are the gray jersey news 
You know, that's yeah. where the truth comes out because nobody's paying for it. Nobody's, you know, it, 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 you're, 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 you're more likely to get to the bottom of something. Listen to somebody on a podcast. Now you have to put up with all of our shit like we, you and I do, but still the information yeah. is good, you know? And it's just, it, that's, I just think that's phenomenal. You know, that, that all the professional journalists, I mean, it's, it's a waste of time to watch it. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you know what they're going to say before they ever say it. You know exactly what angle they're going to take. You know they're going to, you know, they're going to promote this and 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 um, and not report anything that's going to hurt their position. You know, so you don't yeah. get the whole story. You just get the part that they want you to hear. You know, <clears throat> that's and what I'm, makes like the the No Agenda podcast so great because right. they they will play all of the clips, you know, from, you know, the BBC and Al Jazeera and ABC and NBC and CBS and Fox, and then kind of deconstruct it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's, that's such valuable content, uh, because of course they have no agenda. They have no advertisers. They, they're a completely listener supported, uh, podcast. And so there's no advertisers that tells them that they can't talk about this, talk about that. And it's, if you ever want to know what's really going on with something, go check out no agenda because it's, it's that unbiased, unfiltered, uh, reporting that we should be getting from journalists. As I use air finger quotes, I remember this, this experience that I had, I had unplugged from talk radio for a couple of years. This was probably 12 and I stopped and, and I saw a family member that I hadn't seen in a long time when I was on the road. And so we're sitting around a kitchen table and they said, well, who are you going to vote for? And at this, this point I, I still voted and I said, well, I was, you know, I was kind of looking at Ron Paul and oh my God, well, I, you can't, you can't. And I, and I thought, so I tried like a moron I tried to respond with logic and reason as to why I would. And it kept shouting me down and every, I'd get three words. At it, and I finally said, if you would shut the hell up for a minute, <laughs> I could tell you, but you won't shut up long enough for me to get a word in edgewise because you're a little mini Sean Hannity. And anytime somebody says two words, you don't like you just shout them down. And I said, so you can either shut the hell up and I'll explain it to you or we can just end the conversation now. And they just looked at me like I had three heads. Like, like, why would I, why would I, why would I allow you to espouse a, an opposing viewpoint that this is foreign to me? How, you know, that just, just, it fried all the robot wiring in their brain and they couldn't handle it. Well, Um, you know, Fox News, they talk about being fair and balanced, you know, because uh, unlike the other channels, they do uh, present the opposing side, but it's always a four to one, you know, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they've got they've yeah. got the token liberal there, but they've right. got four or five times the people there that are that uh, that are the conservative side, and so it's just a slaughter, you know. I mean, it's you know, but at least at least they at least they go to the effort of of, of giving you the other side, you know. But it, it's it's just it's hilarious, you know. And I, I may get back to this coronavirus thing. I'm just I'm just so curious what it is right now. Of course, the the Hong Kong people have gone away, you know. The oh the, yeah uh, the the, the yeah, they you know, the protesters. I guess they couldn't find masks in their 
afraid to come out, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Um, we were talking today about whether or not we're going to have the truck show <laughs> or not, you know. I'm going to be so pissed off if they cancel that truck show. That's well, just... they say they're not. You know, I, I read something about it today that they said, they said no, we're, we're, we're going to advise people how to protect themselves, but we're going to go with it. Of course, that's privately, you know, that, that's a for-profit private venture. So, I right. mean, I'm, I'm sure it's, they're going to. Well, yeah, because I think if you look at a lot of the stuff that has canceled, um, it, it's generally not a private deal. It's, right. you know, it's tied to some college or tied to some, you know, and those, those people are, that's the biggest sheep running around. Now, somebody canceled today. I'm trying to think what it was. There was something I heard today on that canceled at the advice of their attorneys, legal advice. No. So I guess, I guess the, their fear is that if we hold this thing, knowing that we have this plague, air quotes again, <laughs> going around and somebody gets it, you know, you could be held liable if I, no. I, I guess that's the argument there. I, again, I'm not a lawyer, but I did. I think I saw where South by Southwest was canceled. It, um, it, it is, well, I, I saw that too, but I don't know if that's the one that did yeah. it based on the attorney, but somebody canceled something today because their legal counsel said you shouldn't, you shouldn't do it so that's nuts i don't know what's gonna you know we <laughs> this I, is I, this I posted is a meme today. The, this will about. be at least like the sixth pandemic the the third i mean the the, the you know jesus was supposed to come back like four times already you know oh, yeah. and 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 you know ebola and sars and asian flu and turkey flu and uh, you know i, I just i can't I just can't get I, my my wife and I went to dinner this evening and I'm, I'm sitting in this restaurant and I'm looking around and everybody's coming and going and they're eating. Uh, if, if, if we'd all just turn off the news, I think a lot of our lives will be a whole lot more peaceful. Well, I don't even think a virus wants to come to West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> we have, we have our first case in Lexington, by the way. Oh, good grief. Yeah. So the whole town shut down, you know? Yeah. Um, well, look, we, we have joked about this a lot about this, this ignorance because, um, it, it's not a biological condition. It's and it's not. preventable. Unlike, unlike coronavirus, <laughs> this is prevent. You don't have to have a mask not to get it. You don't need a vaccine. No, yeah. no, there is no vaccine. Just, Arm yeah. yourself with knowledge, you know. Yeah, based on experience. That's yeah. that's. I think that's part of the part of the um, part of the issue is it's 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 and I because I've kind of experienced that with um, you know someone will argue with me about something and I'm thinking yeah but but I lived this I I literally have this experience. But they'll be like, well, the experts said, and I'm like, look, I, I've forgotten more than the experts will probably ever know. Okay. Based on my experience as a truck driver, I don't care that you take a pig and put lipstick on him and call him an expert. That don't mean they know anything. Um, the expert it, it, says you shouldn't drive old trucks. Oh, remember that? Yeah. It's, um, well, he, you know, my buddy Kevin, he, he, he always says this, and, and, it, and it makes a lot of sense because people don't do it. But when people, 
when people give you this bullshit, you know, and, and you and, and they, they want to give you this reason, he, he always says, just ask one easy question. Why? Tell me why. And if they glass over or they start, you know, you know, if your bullshit meter goes off, you know that they don't have any idea what they're talking about. They're just repeating what somebody else said, you know, right. and they don't have any idea why, you know. We get this all the time when we're trying to defend our our business model, you know. So it's not something we dreamed up and said, well, and we're just we're, we're out here trying to perpetuate some theory. We're doing it. I have done it for 10, 11 years now. Okay. And so, you know, not only, only I, but I have a network of hundreds of other owner operators that do the same thing. You know, we know it works. The things that we recommend, we, it's not because we just, somebody didn't pay us, but I I can assure you that. (laughs) And we don't just, you know, say, Hey, go do this because it sounds good. We do it because it, we've proven that it works and it makes sense. We can back it up with either, with either numbers or science or whatever we can, we can back it up, you know, that's all just ask, you know, just, just ask for the information and then ask why, you know, and if you can, if you can't tell the difference between, between, uh, you know, raindrops and, and, and somebody pissing on your boot, then you need to go somewhere else find a different source of information, you know? Right. And, um, and just like say the, the, what we do, works every time yes. it works in every environment it works in every scenario it, no you know. it just works for me you don't you know. <laughs> it just works for larry long that, that won't work right. anywhere else yeah <clears throat> it, it, it you know let, let me go back this renegade i'm telling you i'm gonna put a link to this in the show notes just a renegade history of the united states we are the renegades we're the ones that are doing what everybody else says you couldn't do or you shouldn't do, but it works. And all throughout history, and that's what that's what's great about this book is it is it goes back to the colonial times of America, and it shows you basically what people were supposed to do according to the ruling elites, and then what they actually did. Well, what they actually did was was what works you know and 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 where the most freedom is found and all all, the whole theme through this book is people oh you can't do that you shouldn't do that it's not noble and righteous and and everybody screw you we'll do what we want to do you know and so as each one of these waves of 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 groups come in from the colonial time where you you have all these the, the you know the puritans and the quakers and these different people and then you get them together and then here come jewish immigrants and then that screws everything up and then here comes the irish immigrants and they, they and then they're now they're the new jews and then then the italians come in and they treat them the same way and it's just this constant cycle of the 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 group trying to attack that unpopular minority. Dr. Ron Paul has a great line in his book, Liberty Defined, that tyranny always begins with the oppression of unpopular minorities. Well, in this case, we're kind of an unpopular minority. You know, sure. people, Absolutely. but the, 
you know, the, the people, everybody's doing what's normal, which is go buy a new truck, go get in big into debt, go, uh, you know, cause you, oh, you have to do it this way and that, that way. And cause I, I don't want to look like an outlier. I don't want to be on the outside. Well, and I, and I need this warranty. Oh, Jesus. I need, I need this. I need that. You know? Yeah. So you're it, telling me that throwing the tea in the harbor Wasn't a thing to do. Oh, it wasn't a (laughs) bad thing to do. (laughs) The renegades started up, huh? Just think if just think if if we didn't have renegades, you know, back then. We'd all be we'd all be curtsying to the queen, wouldn't we? Oh, one hundred percent. Do you follow the, the, the royal family much? Are you? I try my best not to. <laughs> <laughs> I try my best to ignore like my I don't I see the royal family and then I see like the mascot for Alabama football and I'm just like the the these two things are the same. You know, this there's like a mascot. Um <laughs> yeah. I mean the the, uh, the this this book is so incredible because you you know, you're sitting here going well, I sure am glad those drag queens had that riot in New York City, you know, because they fought back against the system, you know, and the system is where the slavery is. And you, you know, can it, go it's, try it's, to. It's, it's no, it's no, um, it's no um, accident that all this revolutionary stuff always planned in bars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's some great stories in this book. I'm, you know, they said at one point, so let me get this right. I think right now today in Boston, for example, there's a tavern for every 100 people. people. Okay. Yeah, yeah. In colonial America, before the revolution, there was a, there was a, uh, I didn't do that right. No, right now is a tavern for every thousand people. Right. There's a tavern. Yeah. For right now there's a tavern for every thousand people in colonial America. There was a tavern for every hundred people. I yeah. mean, it yeah. was, I mean, y- y'all, they came over here and they were having a good time. You know, my uh, son lives literally a mile from where the shot heard around the world in Lexington Concord occurred. So mm-hmm. when he moved up there a couple of years ago and we started visiting, we started going to some of these places. And then it's very interesting to go in and get the get the real history from the locals as opposed mm-hmm. to what we read growing up, you know. Oh, and yeah. uh, and it, it, it's, it's very interesting, especially in that situation right there, because you talk about a bunch of you talk about some renegades now, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, yeah. you know, a ragtag bunch of, of farmers, basically took mm-hmm. on the British army, professional army, you know? Yeah. That took, that not, took a honies, buddy. That took a honies. They did not thank them for their service. They hid behind trees and shot they them shot as they them. marched by. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. I just, I love the fact that we have the ability now, like with my kids, you know, we're homeschooled and, we get to we get to give them that freedom now and they and they get to explore you know and i i find i kind of feel like we pass up opportunities in this in this day and time to explore 
people and their and their different cultures and well, why do y'all do that? Oh, that's interesting. But it's just because somebody does something different don't mean you have to. But you certainly have an opportunity to learn from them and, and their customs and practices and uh, and that kind of stuff. And you know, I met I met a uh, I met a truck driver from Iraq. He, he was an immigrant. He'd been here I don't know fifteen years. And we're owner operators, right? So we're some parking lot somewhere. We're chatting. And um, now I know he had a dropped liner. His truck. Same problem I had with my truck. Okay. <laughs> well, he had an, a pressurization problem with his cooling system because the compression from the engine with the blown head gasket was pushing compression into his cooling system. Cooling system. Yeah, sure. Dude, he opens the hood. He had gone to Lowe's and he bought one of those blue cobalt um, air compressor tanks. Okay. And he had this thing rigged up. And his cooling system had a pop-off valve. So as the as the pressure would build up in his cooling system, this pop-off valve would blow. And it was there was antifreeze all over the place, but he had all these pipes and he had little um they're they're little like what you'd see on a race car, the the charge air coolers like you'd put down in the fenders like this big, look like heater cores. Well, he had those down into the bumper so he could run more air through in all this cooling system. And I looked at him and I said, well, Hey, why don't you just get the, uh, why don't you just get the, get the liner fixed? <laughs> I mean, why don't you just get it fixed? He looked at me like I had three heads. He's like, but it runs. He runs. <laughs> this truck runs. I don't know. Why, why would I, why would, and you know, but he came from yeah. Iraq. He can't dude came from a war zone. He's over here having the biggest time of his life. Sure. You know, so it's just a different, you know, just, just fascinating. These, some of these Eastern Europeans, y'all, I mean, you meet some of these guys and, and they'll be out there rebuilding the engine and the truck's not parking lot. They don't give a damn, you know? So there's a lot we can learn from people. If you're willing to reach out and have relationship, you know, and, 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 and stop being ignorant. Yeah, and 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 uh, there's another. You just gave us another good example of ignorance. How many people have you heard complain about Landstar agents who have a thick accent? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, automatically they're a they're a shyster. Mm-hmm. You know, with 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 cheap freight, and I don't trust them, and da da da, because they answer the phone, they got a thick accent. So automatically, mm-hmm. you know, that decision has already been made. That well, I'm either going to hang up or you know. I'm going to get screwed on this load, you know? Yeah. And, just because, and I, just because I do, I do love your, you know, your car got a really thick accent. I'm like, what's your name is Bob. I'm like, your name is not Bob. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's not Bob. It's not Steve. Jeff. It's not yeah, Tim yeah, or Steve. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then I, then, you know, then have one guy with a really foreign name and he's like, Hey man, you know, I'm like, right. All right. so, yeah, it's um, y'all. The world's a big place, but it's getting smaller every day, you know. And well, let's give an update on our situation. Oh uh, yeah, Good. we have uh, we have filled our vacancy, and we're very excited about it. We'll 
probably let you know a little more about as it as it happens here. But just want to let you know, we still plan on adding uh, several trucks this year. We're still um, would like to hear from some of you guys that and ladies that want to uh, would like to come and be part of our program. Um, remember the last podcast, though. Remember what we're not we're not looking we're not hiring truckers and we're not we don't have a trucking job. But if you're in, interested in changing your identity from a truck driver to a business owner, um, you know we we we'd like to talk to you. And um, so just because we filled the position don't think that it that's the end of we still are going to have more openings this year and we're still looking at lining up those folks so um keep those cards and letters coming and um if you're interested go to the website uh you already listening to the podcast so there's a form there you can fill out let let us know you're interested and we'll set up a a phone call or, a, or an interview with you and and um discuss your situation and uh, put you in the queue so yeah well that sounds like a pretty good place to end it send us an email if you need to like chris at uh what i just do Don? Oh, you're still there larry at blue ribbon logistics.com chris at blue ribbon logistics.com there you go on facebook at blue ribbon logistics on facebook and uh, our website, www.blueribbonlogistics.com. All right, there we go. See y'all next time. See you.